Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Sovereign is on vacation this week. We are joined today by political scientists from Sonoma State University, Dr. David McEwen. This week, we have witnessed many developments in politics from Kiev to Sacramento that affect next year's elections with Friday marking one year since the invasion of Ukraine by Russia and with the president in Europe to rally NATO. The foreign policy stage is being set for the 2024 campaign season. In addition, as we've been reporting, East Bay Congresswoman Barbara Lee announced her candidacy to replace Senator Dianne Feinstein next year. The Senate map for 2024 includes several high-profile races shaping up across the country, and yet California's U.S. Senate race may be one of the premier contests in the nation, expected to be expensive, expected to be high-profile and consequential. Let's turn to Professor McEwen. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. And with the shifting sands of national and state politics, how are next year's campaigns shaping up and what are we to watch for in both parties moving forward? Well, good afternoon, Brett and Patty. And as we think about next year and where things are headed, both parties really are changing, right? You have uh, already things shaping up in the Republican primary. You have uh, a House GOP that has barely seated Kevin McCarthy. But you have changes on the Democratic side as well. And we have a number of what are called marginal districts, but not as many as we used to have. These marginal districts are districts that are slightly one party or another. They're up for grabs. And you have this massively changing electorate, this rising American electorate. And so 2024 really is an election that's going to challenge both parties. Today's guest is someone who's been around for some time studying where each party is headed. And we wanted to take a closer look at where Republicans might be headed. Uh, it should be an interesting conversation. We're going to bring that guest on right now. We're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and speak with Mike Madrid, a political consultant and partner at Grassroots Lab. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Well, thanks. It's really an honor to be with you and Professor McKeel. So let's talk trends, changes going on that are going to affect both Democrats and Republicans running for office over the next year. What do you think? I think the professor laid it out really well. Both of these parties are undergoing tremendous, tumultuous change, largely because of demographic considerations. The Democratic Party, of course, puts that squarely in California, the most diverse and largest blue state in the union, uh, where the primary election, the Democrat who is likely to be nominated, will in all likelihood be guaranteed a Senate seat come uh, the general election. But with the entrance of Barbara Lee, an African-American woman, a longtime stalwart from the Bay Area, uh, jumping into a field that already includes uh, Internet stars Adam Schiff from Southern California and Katie Porter from Orange County, the likelihood of that field not only getting larger but more diverse is very likely. And again, as as Professor McEwen pointed out, uh, you're probably going to see a candidate from each of the many lanes of the Democratic Party to determine who's going to win a Senate seat that will probably remain in the same hands for another 24 years or so. Let's look to the future. Uh, Kevin McCarthy and the GOP, do you think he will be able to hold on to the House the next cycle as well? 
I really don't. I think that, uh, curiously, what we are likely to see because of the map on the Senate side, I think that Republicans will win a majority in the Senate and the Republicans will lose the majority in the House. I think if most historical trend lines stick, uh, that bodes very well for the reelection of Joe Biden. But I do not think that Republicans at this point in time are going to be able to hold on to the House. I think the prospects look very good on the Senate side. Yeah, Mike, as we look at, I mean, let's just jump right to it. Do, do you believe that former President Trump is going to have an opportunity to win the Republican nomination for 2024? I still believe by a pretty significant factor that Donald Trump is the odds-on favorite for a number of reasons. The first is he has a tremendous tactical advantage of controlling most of the state party operations. Uh, he made that very uh, clear in a focused priority when he was president. That matters in a GOP primary. Almost every single state has what we call a winner-take-all primary, meaning you simply need to win a simple plurality of the votes to suck up all of the delegates in that state. If uh, your listeners will remember, that's how he was able to win the nomination in 2016 in a 16-candidate field. Uh, Donald Trump, remember, only got 37% of the national Republican vote in that primary and became the nominee. That one-third of Republican voters is still extraordinarily loyal to this president. And the field on that side, with the entrance of Nikki Haley, the likely entrance of uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, Mike Pence, Ron Pompeo, uh, Chris Christie, Larry Hogan, is likely going to be a very big field again. And the bigger the field gets, the bigger the advantage for Donald Trump. So who do you think worries Donald Trump at this point? I think Ron DeSantis in the Republican primary is clearly the front runner uh, in terms of challenging Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump remains the front runner for the nomination. But having said that, it's not atypical of Republican primaries to kind of anoint a front runner who uh, is, you know, outdistanced the pack by a wide measure and then stumbles in the process. Uh, the challenge that Ron DeSantis faces is he's never been on a national stage. And I think the likelihood of him having Politically, a glass jaw is very significant here. There's a large number of Republican major donors who are backing Ron DeSantis as a Trump alternative. If he's not able to break through uh, the, the, the numbers that he needs to, and he is not at this point to beat Donald Trump in polling, or worse, if he stumbles significantly and isn't able to recover, uh, that, that money panics. Uh, and those, those voters coalesce around Donald Trump and all but guarantee him uh, another nomination in 2024. What do you see as the central themes that the Republicans will use in this year's elections? Well, both parties are going to run against the other parties as their central theme, and that's, again, part of this dynamic of negative partisanship. We unfortunately live in a time in American history by opposing uh, your candidate and opposing the opposite party is far, far more important than any thematic you could proactively support. And that's why you're seeing some of these candidacies like Nikki Haley, for example, not really gain any traction. She needs to have some contrast. She needs to have an enemy. The bigger, the better. And until she's able to identify what she stands against, nobody really cares what she stands for. That was really, I think, the definitive characteristic of Donald Trump's candidacy. And it's a characteristic of candidacies on both sides. So I do believe you will see a much more populist element on both the right and the left. I'm not suggesting that there will be a Democratic primary challenge to Joe Biden, but you are hearing even in his state-of-the-state messaging 
a return to more working class values, working class issues, anti-establishment language, which is peculiar, even as the president of the United States using that type of vernacular. And I think you're going to hear it uh, very strongly in the Republican Party, in the Republican base, running against big tech, running against uh, the forces that are allowing immigration to be to uh, come unfettered across our border, running against the culture wars that they've engaged in. Uh, these are all becoming central features of the modern Republican Party. Mike, as we look at those Central Valley seats that are always a battleground, do you think that's where the House is won or lost for the Republicans this next cycle? No, that's a great question because it speaks directly to the rural-urban divide. Uh, the David Valadeo's seat uh, down further south in the Valley, but also this uh, um, new seat that Republicans were able to capture uh, up in the Sacramento area. Um, I, look, I, I believe that if if the Democrats had run Latino candidates up in the California 13 seat uh, and uh, in the California 27 seat in northern Los Angeles County, they would have won those seats in, 20, in the 2022 midterms. I think the likelihood of Democrats picking up at least two of the three really contestable seats is very good with a high turnout year in a presidential. I think Katie Porter's leading uh, the, the, the House of Representatives to run uh, for the U.S. Senate puts that seat back in play for the Republicans because she is such a strong force and, you know, of herself and a very marginal uh, seat for Democrats. Um, but, but to answer the question directly, yes, I think it will be the Central Valley that will determine in large part whether or not Kevin McCarthy remains the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Well, thank you so much for your time. Our guest, Mike Madrid, a political consultant and partner at Grassroots Lab. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 